0: In the dum 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 To the wind We wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, we wish you a Merry Christmas, David B. Lyons. Wow. Hello, and welcome to episode 60 of the Two Indie Authors Podcast with me, Robert Enright. And me, David B. Lyons. And I'm sure I heard Michael Dublay
1: there as well. Is it the three Indie Authors today? Bubble. (laughs) The bubble. The the Christmas bubble. Um, Yeah, it's episode 60, which also happens to be our very last episode of the year they call 2023. So today, Rob and I and Michael Bubble will be taking a look back on the past 12 months of our indie author careers, not just as a main talking point, but as a takeover episode, Rob. So um, you and I will be, as we've always been, open and honest about our careers, and we'll dive deep into topics such as uh, book sales, uh, finances, their highs and lows of 2023, as well as detailing how we approached our novel
0: writing this year. So a look back at the year that was, Rob. Yeah, fantastic. So um, I can't remember the whole year. I'll have to do some research. (laughs) But the yeah, we usually start this with the week that was. David, I've had a rubbish week. I've had a rubbish week. Uh-oh. This final no, week, no well, I, wasn't even, I wasn't even planning on working this week. But then I thought oh, I could get ahead of some stuff, and I can, uh, you know, do all my admin, bit more admin for for the new year mm-hmm. and hit the ground running. And then my little girl's been ill since a uh, uh-huh. little Olivia. She's been ill since about Sunday evening. She's got a fever, uh-huh. and then. Just been off from nursery all week, pretty much, so um, as you can imagine, she's just looking after an ill kid all week, which yeah, it's nice to have time with her, but it's also just a little bit oh, just get better, yeah, <laughs> uh, Christmas week as
1: well, yeah well, well, funny mm. enough in our house, we were only talking last week, so this is the first winter since we've moved to Birmingham that we haven't been sick, and uh, and yeah. then, of course, two days ago now, Carrie's had to come down with an illness and we're all on 10 talks now because we feel me and Lola are going to get it as well. So, but I mean, that's the winter in
0: Britain, is not it? Yeah, it's just fingers crossed. She start. it looks like she's on the men now, um, which is, you know, just, well, we hope, I just hope she has a nice Christmas really, but yeah, it's, it's um, not been the most productive week for me, um, in any way, name, shape, and or form. It's been a productive year, um, which we will get into, um, before we jump into that David what has your week been like apart from obviously Kerry who I hope is on the mend feeling a bit under the weather
1: yeah but um I haven't really done much professionally we uh I was away in Dublin uh we of course we yeah. them too. so we had our Dublin Christmas over the weekend which was great uh, we've got lots of family and, and friends over there so it was great to hook up with them and there's there's definitely a special ambience about Dublin, particularly all year round, but particularly at Christmas when all oh, the, the street buskers and all come out. So I love it. Um, and then when I came home about three days ago, so I spent the last two and a half days. Um, oh, I've done a bit of writing, not too bad. I'm up to about eight thousand on my novel. I wanted ten thousand before we I ended the year. Probably going to be a little bit shorter that though. I, I still have tomorrow to do a bit of work. Um, I've been cleaning up some screenplays oh I've been cleaning up my accounts which were a little bit behind it was a bit scatty this year and annoying because I used a credit card and it, so my accounts yeah, were working yeah. how I was recording them and I just left it for a few months and I was dreading doing it but again once you get to it you find it's actually not that bad it didn't take that long and uh, yeah, but yeah, it's have that clean and um, especially going into the new year So, Rob, it is the year that was me looking back over 2023. We are now Christmas week of that year. So, we have had pretty much uh, 12 months of it. And we do this, we're going to do this every year. We did it last year, and a lot of our listeners um, thought it was a great idea how open and honest we were talking about our, our businesses. So we're, we're going to uh, take it little bit step by step, and, and you know we we do promise to, you know, we're we're open to give you how many book mm-hmm. sales year about sort of what, what we've done financially and and just how we're supporting ourselves and how we're you know massaging our independent author businesses. But we we might begin, Rob, by taking a look at what we achieved from a craft point of view or a publishing point of view. So. Um, I think when we were starting this podcast up, I said I was taking the year off. It's um, <laughs> writing a novel. I didn't write a novel at all this year. I won't be writing one next year um, either, but I have been on, on an ongoing basis writing this novella series. Yeah. Um, it, it, it wasn't really supposed to be that way when I was starting in January, February. That's not what I was doing. Um, I eventually, as an apology to my readers, wrote a follow-up to uh, my best-selling book, Whatever Happened to Betsy Blake, and thought i will put that out. And then I thought, oh, well, these are very easy to write. And I could, you know, I could rapid release these over the course of the year so. Whilst I was taking 2023 to really focus on screenplays and, and, and bring my writing business in that direction, and uh, not that I was ever going to lose track of the publishing business. That's, that's definitely going to always be my bread and butter. And um, but while I was trying to get screenplays sold, I was writing them. So in 2023, I've written two screenplays, and nice. um, but I've also written four of those novellas. Mm. That That's really what I did. They're, they're each called Whatever Happened. So it's a bit of a brand. It's a Lenny Moon series. Um, we've gone into quite a, a bit of detail on how I, they haven't lived up to their predecessor, their international best-selling Book on which begins from which
0: begins the series,
1: uh, but two or three episodes. Rob, we went into why my sales just haven't lived up to the hype. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a
0: couple of episodes back now. Yeah, yeah. In the last four or five, I think definitely we we, we went yeah. into that. But how many? How many of those did you launch this year? Is it three or four? Um, four. So you've launched four novellas, and you've also yeah. done. A box set of them, haven't you? They includes Betsy Blake as well. Yeah, the first three. Mm. Uh, oh, sorry, I haven't. I've I've
1: released three of those this year. I um the f- I'm including Betsy Blake in that. Sorry, four are out, but three okay. released this year, and and one is is being
0: written to come out in March. The fourth one's coming out in March,
1: mm. which is fantastic. Oh so,
0: so, yeah. Uh, and you've also had, if I'm not mistaken, audio books. Come out this year? Yeah.
1: Yes, I did. So I signed a couple of deals with um, WF House. My my agent got them for me. Um, particularly the America trilogy, which is whatever, or not whatever happened in the middle of Middle <laughs> America. The footage that shook America and the borders that killed America. Um, those three were almost impossible rob for me to produce because they're multi POV of seven or eight different characters so we needed yeah. you know young female voices elderly female voices young male voices elderly uh, male voices different accents so um, oh, we left that my agent got a deal with WF Howes uh, and they cast uh, all the oh, different nice. acts to play these roles so it was a production that was just Too much of a stretch for me um, to handle independently, which is why we got producers and uh, my agent involved in that. But uh, yet they gave me, we're going to go through some figures um, in a bit more detail, but they gave me six grand, which was not huge. I got nine grand for my trial trilogy with another production company a couple of years ago. They gave me six grand, but they gave me a bigger royalty split. Okay. uh, um, I haven't seen or heard uh, uh, any royalties yet yeah. because six grand is still um earning yourself out if you know what i mean they've just come out recently but yeah that was another i guess step forward uh, um in terms of production for me
0: this year what about you rob what did you produce so so i launched i launched four books this year but one of them i wrote uh back in the last year i did it in naNoWriMo last year and I launched that in January and I'm doing the same thing again this year. So I've written, a, I've got a book that's with Emma now that will come out at the end of January um, that I wrote during NaNoWriMo. So that kind of seems to be something that I can sort of almost guarantee every year. If I do NaNoWriMo, I can always have this early year release, which is quite a good Brilliant. way to you know kick off the year with a bit of momentum. Um, but I did, so I, I launched Sam Pope 10, 11, and 12 um, up until the summer. And then I released the first Jack Townsend book back in November. So I wrote that one over the summer. So there's four books. I also did um, a box set, fourth box set for Sam Pope. And then I think this year I've had books 10, 11, 12, and the box set of Uh, done by audio, uh, done for audio by Lee Beddo. So it's been a really productive year, um, which is what I wanted to do. I think if we, I went back and listened to our episode from last year, because I think I was only a few weeks, about a couple of months into being a full-time author. So I was still like a dog, dog with a bow, like running around everywhere. But um, I did have plans to be, have quite a productive year. And I'm quite happy that I stuck to it because We'll go into it in a bit, but I think by staying focused and on track with that productivity, I mean, this year has has blown last year out of the water for me. Great. Okay, yeah, well, we're definitely going to go into that in detail now. Our listeners um, will we'll certainly
1: gauge from that. But I, I am I right? My, my maths, I'm no whiz kid here, but so I'm suggesting you did 280, maybe 300,000 words this year published,
0: uh let's see uh see jack Townsend was about probably now around in and around the 85 to 90 mark the other books are around 75 to 80 my math isn't where well, you used to be david yeah i'd say <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, <I guess> so. <laughs> i'm a so four
1: novel that, that about 75 thousand words is it
0: Yeah, well, three three at about 75,000 and one at about 85,000. So over 300,000 words. Yeah. 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 So mine is about
1: 120,000 words published because those investors were 30,000. And then those two big screenplays as well. And um, I've also edited uh, four novels this year for different authors. Uh, I I stopped editing a couple of years ago, but I'm back looking for. Collaboration, really, um, to just just to eradicate that sort of isolation that I've done. But um, yeah, about one hundred twenty thousand words published, and you've done about three hundred, maybe 300, even twenty thousand. So it, it's, it's quite a productive year for for both mm-hmm. novels. Um, so four novels released this year. What is that in total for you now, Rob? What's your
0: whole catalogue in terms of numbers? Is it is it thirteen sampopes? So uh, twelve sampopes. and um, four. For... Four Sam Pope box sets. So the books in sets of three. Um, two novellas, two prequel novellas. So there's a lot of content in the Sam Pope, you know, yeah. brand. Know, um yeah. I've got two books in my Bermuda Jones series, um, from from years ago now, and a novella, and I've got a standalone book. So and obviously now I've got a Jack Townsend book. So I think that is sixteen novels, three novellas, and then the box sets aren't physical, they're just things. So if you go on my author page, I mean, on Amazon, I've now got like 20 to 30 things. You have to click show more. Um, And I guess it's quite important to bring this up because if we've got listeners who are listening to this and they hear these numbers, we're only sharing these numbers because we're open and honest about what we do here and, you know, all the stuff we talk about on these podcasts – we, we actually do. It's not the way to do it. It's the way we've done it. And yeah. then we just want to share with everyone. This is what it's amounted to for us. Absolutely. I think it's important to say that. It's important to say
1: that. Yeah. And just for context, um, as Rob shared his, I now have uh, nine novels written. That's three mm-hmm. separate trilogies and then from one of those books which is my bestseller whatever, on the Betsy Blake there is that spin-off series of uh, four novellas nearly five out now so that i just wanted to give the context of what we have published um before we go into our book sales for the year because i don't want that yeah. last i was dave only um produced four novellas this year and he sold that many no not really because i have this big back catalog as well mm-hmm. so it's important yeah. for that context this is what rob and i have published in total Um so uh, i guess we can dive into it then rob 2023 what were your book sales
0: like so i had a look um at last year's as well for comparison mm-hmm. so i'll quickly give those so last year save people coming I mean, by all means go back and listen to the episode but last year um mm-hmm. my sales were around the 50k mark and that included the thing where you take your Kindle Unlimited page reads, divide it by the number of pages of your books to give yourself a sale. Yeah. Um, Which I think is fine. Although I think we we agreed last year that was fine because it equates to a sale, right? So it was around 50,000 sales last year by doing that. Um, And audio was just under 2,000 sales. So that was kind of in the ballpark. This year I've had a look I've, I've I've done it up until today. So today we're recording this on the 21st, so there's still 10 days left. So this won't be the full figure. But sales on books alone is just under 30,000. Page reads is currently at 24.6 million, which equates to 82,000 sales. So when I combine the two together, it's at around 109,000 sales this year of of books. Great. Wow. That's a huge number. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's over double what last year was. Um, and audio currently is at just under 4,500 sales. So again, double based on what last year was. And this has always kind of been my business. All the decisions I make, Obviously, long-term listeners of this show will probably know I base a lot of my stuff on data. I do a lot of data and analytics. This has all been predicted from like the last couple of years, probably for yeah. me. Um, that I was, if I do this, it equates to this, and it was doubling, doubling, doubling. So this year, that's that's my sales is currently book sales is around a hundred nine thousand. Yeah, that's incredible. I'm on my calculator here because I forgot to calculate my um,
1: mm. pages uh, into sales. But <laughs> I sold 31,000 books this year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, 6,000 of them are Alex. And 5,000 of that 6,000 has been in the last week, which goes to show how December yes. is kind of vital and, and really the only market for that particular book And mm-hmm. it is every year. So... Uh, it's twenty five thousand of my fiction books, is what oh, I wow. sold, which is a bit more than I thought. But when when I looked back on it, where was I? In April, I sold six and a half thousand books, and I'm thinking, oh, that's a little bit strange. I'm not only selling sort of three three and a half thousand a month. Why was six? Why was April? I don't remember April being a big month. And when I looked at it financially, it wasn't a big month, but I actually had had a ninety nine p book bob and a stack. Okay, of lots yeah. Um, so yeah lots of books sold but not much profit made because I was only getting you know the 30p per book sale rather than the £2 I I normally look for Um, and so yeah April was big in terms of sales but it wasn't much bigger in terms of profit in fact it was it was pretty average when I look at profit and we'll go into finances now in a minute so um, yeah I mean I've had a my slowest year in three years Mm -hmm. sales but I, I what I didn't have this year was a brand new release which would normally go you know uh, for me in terms of you know having a new book that month would normally be really big for me like 10 or 12,000 sales in that month but I haven't had that this year at all so it's um it was slower which I expected it to be there was slightly more books sold than I thought there was mm-hmm. but the, I haven't made an advance in terms of my revenues this year. In fact, I've come backwards in terms of my okay. revenues and it's really because I haven't had that 10 or 12 thousand pound month, you know what I mean, where it's it, it's a new release and it's a big month for me.
0: Yeah, but that was something we'd um, discussed before um, when you were just doing these standalone books that, you know, my sort of sales was one steady line that just kind of was going gradually in a gradient upwards because, you know, the, the the plan was in place. Release this book, launch this book in the series, more readers yeah. in, love, shovel them back to the first book, do more box sets, they were just going up. Whereas yours was always release a book, you'd have a massive spike, then it would dip yeah. again until the next one. Um, so if you're not releasing these, you know, I'd say quite critically acclaimed novels that you you, you launch out, if you yeah. haven't done that since, you know, probably nearly a year and a half, because it's last summer, wasn't it, that your last one came out, or last autumn? Yeah, it's over a year and a half now, yeah, since I released an actual yeah. novel. So so if it's been a year and a half since you've you've done one of those, then you'll be you're probably be gonna notice that. But like you've already said, yeah, you know, your attention has been elsewhere uh this year. Um oh, I like not guess... say... oh,
1: Sorry, um, what did you say,
0: I didn't, the, the listeners would probably want to know this as well.
1: What did you say your page reads were this year? 120
0: million? No, no, no. My, my page reads are 24.6 million currently. 24.6 million. All right, I was thinking that couldn't be that big. <laughs> it couldn't be that big. Uh, no, no, no. I'd, be, uh, <laughs> I'd be long gone by now. So it's so over 120 million. Um, why not 8.3 no. million, which goes to Shaw.
1: So I'm only a third of what you're doing um, in terms of page reads, and mm. they were they were high enough at the start of the year, but they've gone drastically low the last, but mm, well, probably even since the start of the summer, before the start of the summer springtime. So yeah, I've definitely receded massively in terms of those page reads.
0: Yeah, and I think we've 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 spoke about that. that's why you were looking at where where can you take My my page reads have just exploded. It's mad, but again, I have this. It's almost like junk food. I don't want to refer to my books as junk food, but it's like if someone's got that subscription, it's the binge binge thing, isn't it? That's why I offer someone, I think, with yeah. Unlimited. It's the same as if you find a series on Netflix or whatever, and they've got five seasons. You could easily sit and binge the US office or Shit's Creek or something like that. Whereas if you sit down, you like action books. Most of mine are in like the top 50 of their genres. And they're all there, and you've got a membership to just read as many as you want. Yeah. That's the whole point. That has always been the idea: is that I just give them enough. <laughs> if that makes that, sense, just stuff them, stuff them with.
1: so right. That's that's the model I um, I base this sort of spin-off series on because, mm. what well, an analogy I would use uh, to differentiate between our businesses and our uh, approach, Rob. I think you your books are bait in the ocean you're in the ocean where all the sharks are Mm. you found these and that's why you're getting these so many millions of page reads uh, this year because the sharks are eating they're going book one and they're going oh yeah I like this and they're going right through your catalogue so there are probably um, without exaggerating uh, between 100 and 200 people um, reading your books every day they're reading and finishing a book every day from you they because so, when you see your page reads every day you know oh, that many people have read my books today yeah. that is you you are swimming with these sharks I don't think I've ever swam with the sharks I think mm. my book releases have intrigued people who like to read a book yes. do you know what I mean like me I'm one of them rather than these people who read a book every day or they're reading three, oh. book, three books a week that, those, like, you're, you're playing into them perfectly
0: and this is where it goes back to the analogy i say never it's like junk food right so like and i'm not you know i write my books well my books are you know i've got enough social proof across my ratings to prove that my books are are written well enough with enough character development and interesting stories blah 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 but i'm not gonna kid myself and say you know Sam Pope 12 is a what it was ambitious in scope based on like what like I tried to pull off with the storyline, but, but I'm not going to kid myself into it. it wasn't say, you know, if we do a comparison between the two of us, David, it wasn't like a look at social media and how it can impact, you know, different lives across three time periods, like your, your middle of middle America trilogy, which is like you say, that is more of a, my book is there. You pick this up. It's a holiday read. You read it on the side by the side of the pool Whereas I think your one, like you said, is more someone who really wants like a in-depth, challenging read. Yeah, and, and I don't know if that's like you said, that's not really the shark, like audience, really. That's not the bait
1: for the shark. Yeah, you're so mm-hmm. right. Yeah, it it's just it's an interesting analogy that even for our listeners um, to to bear in mind. You and I have both been successful, but we've been successful in different ways, and we approach it yeah. differently. Uh, and that's the way it is. So there's, just to recap, I've just done some maths there while, while while we were talking. So I've done 31,000 generic sales or actual sales mm-hmm. of uh, books, Be day 92% Kindle and 8% in paperback. And um, I've just done the maths, 8.3 million page reads, which gives me an extra 27,600 thereabouts. So I have sold about fifty-eight thousand books, thirty-one thousand generic, yeah. twenty-seven thousand through unlimited. Whereas you've done twenty-nine thousand generic
0: books, and then um, eighty thousand—is there or seventy thousand? Yeah, eighty-two thousand. So huge. Yeah, it's, it's, but there you go. That's the. Thing. I mean, congratulations on on your sales, you David. It's always uh, wonderful to see and to I mean, hear. But like to take- it does just go to show. You know, you actually you sold more actual books than I did this year. But total sales, if you team the K- yeah. page reads in, if you bring the page reads in, you look at the total sales, yeah. it's almost double. But you sold more books than me because I cater to the Kindle Unlimited and the Sharks yeah. and stuff like that. And yeah. that was always a purposeful thing that I did. I was always a very carefully considered move.
1: Yeah. And it's interesting. I would have been less than you only the i would have I would be less than you on my fiction stuff. It's it's the six thousand books that Alex has sold this December, really, mm-hmm. that's um, pushed me over the thirty thousand mark. So what does this mean for us, Rob, then? Um we sell these books. I sell them I I had that book book where they were one was for sale at ninety nine P but predominantly I'm selling mine at least three ninety nine and then as they go and- up it like book one in the America series is three ninety nine, and it's four ninety nine and five ninety nine. So, my profit margins are always about two eighty to about um, nearly four pounds sometimes for the more mm-hmm. expensive books And of course, you've got the trilogy book box sets, which bring in nearly five pounds uh, in profit, depending on what price point you sell that. So, I'm just saying that uh, as we've given our finances, that it's not two pound eighty for every book I sell. No. Uh, It could be. It could be. So just to give um, a bit of context in terms of that, your pricing structure is slightly different. Your first in series is cheaper, and then does it go ladder up in price?
0: Um, I so my first book is one ninety nine, and then it goes to three ninety nine all the way up to book nine. So that means the first box set is actually seven ninety nine as well. So people still save money. But then all the box sets after that are nine ninety nine because that's the highest price I can give them. But again, people are still saving money. And actually, from book ten, it's now four ninety nine. So if you buy the box set of book ten to twelve, it, it would be fifteen quid if you bought them individually. You can get it for ten pound, which I've seen massive sales on. Because let's face it, the people who buy the box sets, my, my, my I think like my third biggest selling book is bo- box set two of books four to six. Kind of, because yeah. most people will buy book one read that then to book two um and then they'll buy the book book three and then they'll buy the next box set because they'll save themselves money so that's i how i my my pricing works it's, it's pretty good i mean i've had a lot so i've had a lot of daily kindle deals or like um monthly kindle deals so again not like you not every book equates to this percentage like this um royalty but my box sets is is almost free money that's that's what i've i've kind of looked look at it as because i've already written the books it costs 50 quid maybe to have like custom covers made for it but again i've already got the books there and one of my i mean i can have a, 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 a really quick look i'm pretty sure um i've made five figures off of at least three of my box sets this year oh great wow Nice, and then, I don't market them. You don't market them, yeah. It's
1: because, yeah, it's all this read through. Right? It, it, it's mm-hmm. it's, it, it's a Rob's sound. It sounds like a simple plan, but we'd be surprised by how many listeners and authors who don't even have a plan in terms of pricing structure and, and, and how they're going to um really generate money for their business and through their books. So let's take it let's let's go into it. Let, let's have a deep dive oh. in it. I am back down. I don't have a five figure month or five figure year this year. It's all the eights eighty eight thousand eight hundred was um what what I made in
0: total. Oh um, brilliant. Fantastic. Well done you.
1: That's, yeah, it's still great. Um, and at, at the moment, that will probably go up just over ninety thousand. Because at the moment, I'm earning a thousand pounds a day from the Alex Ferguson book. That's where I'm at oh. now. Like, well, I'm right in the hot spot of it now. It's a, it's a Christmas mm-hmm. gift, and this will last for the next two days, Rob. Um, and then it'll just go. It will just flatline. <laughs> um, so I think I'll go up to about ninety thousand um, altogether right. uh, therein. Um, but I spent thirty eight thousand on ads this year. So it looks like I'm gonna make a profit of about fifty-four, fifty-five thousand pounds. It's not—it's not my biggest. It's—it's it's still a decent annual wage. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's my lowest in three years. Um, but I should have expected it because I didn't write the novel, and um, it'll probably be the same again next year. So I need to prepare myself for it. But this—they—they're they're the real life numbers, um, mm-hmm. of what I turned over and spent this year. Eighty-eight turnover. 38 on ads Um i'm going to earn another couple of grand before the things out so it's going to be about early 50s to mid 50s in terms of profit for me um, and yeah it, i mean it's there it's i mean i was earning about eighty thousand pounds a year as a journalist at, at my best mm-hmm. years so i'm i'm and then i was managing to do that uh, i mean
0: just take into context let's put into context though like you you made a a conscious decision to not write books this year because you're chasing other dreams right if we use that word like other dreams other things you want to do like your screenplays and things like that which you've already worked your way into the position to be able to do so the fact that you've not taken your foot off the pedal but taken a back put that on the back seat while you've done this you've still earned i'd say way over like the average salary um to keep yourself in the position to be able to do it again is a fantastic achievement um I think it's wonderful yeah and 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 it's it's proof again that these books that we write they still
1: have a life three and four and five years on. It's not like you write a book and it has to sell in the first two months or it's bust and that yeah. is how they do it in the actual um traditional publishing world, like your publisher will not keep pushing your book.
0: Four and five and six months, let alone four and five years later, like I'm pushing mine. Sam Pope won The Night Shift, came out five years ago, I think. Yeah, five years yeah. ago, back in September. Yeah. And that's still the biggest selling book every month that yeah. I have. Like, let's just make that point really clear. Like, that still sells way more than every other book that I have. And it's five years old. Exactly. And that's why it,
1: this independent authoring route really can uh, come to fruition. So why don't you prove to us um, how it can come to fruition, Rob? If you don't mind, actually, I was taking notes on my finances last night. i thinking, should I be fucking sharing this much detail? <laughs> what, what if my accountant gets hold of this or the uh, IRS man? I'll be, I'll be in trouble. I, but,
0: do you know what? My um, my All my stuff goes through my accountant's... Software and whatever, like I, yeah. I have nothing to hide from them, so they can they can listen to this. I don't care. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a look at last year, rough numbers of last year was I think I did about eighty with the sales I, I shared earlier. I did about eighty k, and I spent about thirty k. So I had about a fifty k year last like, year.
1: Might yeah, like have issue, yeah.
0: So so this year, currently as of today, as of recording now, the income off of the books is. About hundred and forty eight thousand. Huge. Great, man. That's, which that's is a... off of page reads and book sales. Audio is just over fifteen thousand. Nice. Which goes safe. Audio is a really long term investment for people who think like I I can't fit the bill now um or pay to have them produced. Um that's you know, I've only spent I've started to make profit on my audiobooks for the last 18 months or so, two years, but you know, it's nearly, it's over 15 grand this year just on audiobooks. I don't market, I don't market them, they're just there as available to people. So combined, I'm at just under £164,000 for the year. However, I do know based on obviously my, my data and the predictive stuff, I've probably got another 5000 If I'm being like quite modest on that, like 5,000 to come this month from book sales over Christmas. And because my audio numbers um, is only up to October, because they're crap with their reporting essentially. On average, I'm averaging out, I'll probably get another 4,000 from audiobooks. So I'm looking at about 172,000 pounds this year, which is nearly 100 grand more than last year. But obviously, with that, my costs have gone up. Um, and when I say this number of what I've spent on advertising, I don't want people to get like, well, this is, uh, there's no way I can do this then. Please remember, the only money I've spent on advertising is money I've reinvested off of money I've made off books. So I've never used my book money to pay for stuff other than Book stuff. So, um, Facebook ads this year, I have spent about, I've got it written down here. Let me find it. Uh, About £64,000 on Facebook ads. And I've spent about £8,500 on Amazon ads. So, that comes to £72,500 spent on marketing. Um, I've spent, a I've, I've done these numbers quite roughly. I've spent about £4,000 on audiobooks, another £3,000 on editing and about £1,500 on cover designs and stuff like that. So that comes in at about 81000 So I subtract that from my 172000 that I expect to have at anything. I've got about £91,000. Profit. profit. Yeah. That's
1: a big fucking year, man. I'm proud of you. That's amazing. That's great. Mm. So, you, you, you,
0: thank you. You are itching towards
1: the five figure profit per year, mm. which is amazing. That's
0: right. Six figure.
1: Yeah. The six figure. Sorry. Of course. Yeah. The six figure profit. And um, that's incredible. That's really uh, great gone. So, th- uh, this is really your, it's the swimming in the sharks that's really doing this for you. What is your, um, income do you know from page read page
0: reads alone? Oh, half. I didn't work that but one it, out. It's half. It's more than fifty percent, isn't it, of what you're actually generating from it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm now I'm now more um over fifty percent um in Kindle Unlimited, which is why whenever we talk about oh we could possibly go wide, I'm like there's no way I can turn this tap off yeah. now. But then I look at some of the major names in the indie author world, like L. J. Ross or Mark Dawson. They're in Kindle Unlimited. Do you know what I mean like it's it's a conscious decision? So oh, yeah, whenever we can bring it up and we can think like, oh, ethically, I'd love to be outside of Amazon. Like, why would I? Why would I go now? Why would I leave Amazon? Rob, now? you would be dumb, dumb, dumb to be get to be getting out of games Unlimited but if it's bringing you
1: more than fifty percent of that ninety grand a year that you're turning mm-hmm. over now that are, are making profit on you say not just turning over. So that's incredible. That is a huge step forward in terms of both revenue and profit for you in twenty twenty three early twenty twenty two. What about the year as a whole, twenty twenty three? We've just been through our books and, mm. our, and our finances. And what's the highlight of your indie auto career for this year, Bob?
0: So uh, a couple of highlights for me, obviously hitting my one year anniversary, doing it full time was quite a quite a nice one Um, on a personal one. I had to remortgage my house this year, like a few weeks ago uh, because we just hit our three year end of fixed term. And obviously we don't want to go into one of these fucking batshit crazy um, variables because uh, our government fucked up the housing market Um, for our non-UK listeners. They might not be aware of that. However, a bit of vindication I had was that they asked for a couple of statements from my business account and um, something from my accountant, some form, sent that off and they approved my mortgage within a day. Okay. So, but it was like less hassle than when I worked full time for an employer and I was like, oh, okay, they've looked at my my books, my accounts and they've gone, yeah, we can give this guy a mortgage. So that was quite nice. Really? Um, but the biggest highlight was launching the Jack Townsend series, because yeah. I for five years all I'd written was Sam Pope. Like I know that character inside out. I know that genre inside out. Um, and like I said, I've got enough. I've got enough readers, enough sales, and enough reviews to say I can do that genre very well. This was a different genre, different pace, different, completely different. And it, that how it's sold and how it's been received has personally for me really nice like i don't write for a claim it's yeah. never been my thing but it's nice to know every now and then that actually I, I i can write books and um it was quite it's been really nice i'm really looking forward to doing the next book next year so yeah they're my highlights i think of um 2023 outside of the podcast obviously because this is always just a wonderful highlight of my my year and, and of my week david so how about yeah. you what's been what's been the highlights of your 2023
1: yeah, I mean, I, I would also mention the growth of, of the podcast. It's been fantastic. So thank you to all you listeners um, who are tuning in every week. Me and Robert are just seeing growth upon growth week on week um, for listening to the podcast so thank you very much And um, 2024 is going to be even bigger Rob and I will bring you some news on that on the podcast the next podcast when we look at the year ahead um, but my yeah. hype for but- this year is definitely more around the screenplays than my publishing business um, I've been in meetings a few meetings with some really really high profile people like one of the biggest production companies in in England, and then uh, even a Hollywood star who's now attached to uh, uh, the smaller production company that I'm working Mad with. Late. at I've signed up Alex. So I've just been in the company of these people who are um, giving me compliments on my writing. So uh, and even though I haven't made one cent, one penny from any of my screenwriting, not a penny. Nothing has been signed. There's no, nothing is inked uh, yet. Um, but just even that sort of those compliments from from people of that stature has has, has definitely been the highlight of, of my um professional career this year. Um lowlights is a different um yes yeah. it is different, isn't it? But um there's been a couple of lowlights for me. One is which the um I think we, we had we did a whole podcast on the fact that I had 170,000 readers of Betsy Blake and I've only had seven and a half thousand. Mm. Of the follow up, I mean that's still a decent number, seven and a half thousand. But I haven't found those readers yet. Now we've gone into detail on why that is, and there's so many variables. Um, but that's something I'm going to have a look at in yeah. 2024. It's it's marketing this as a series. um ever happens, but I think one of the biggest low lights for me this year is the realization that the Fef- Facebook SEO has had a major impact on me with my audience it's just it's gone that um this sort of me posting on facebook and getting hundreds of likes and hundreds of interactions it's just gone it's down down to dozens you know it's it's, it's been it, it, the, the update has really sort of cost me and it's not just with my facebook interaction my facebook ads just haven't been firing like they used to either so that to me has been and um, a big disappointment this year what about you it's been a massive year for you a big step forward but any low light? oh uh, yeah a couple
0: i think you yeah, know um you know me i i treat my my thing like very much like a business um i think one of the big disappointments i had was kind of the realization that if i really wanted to have the year that i had i couldn't focus on bermuda because um, that was one of my things I wanted to do was re, you know, resuscitate that series. I think it'll probably be something I'll, I'll get round to if I get to a point where I don't feel I have to write as many books as I currently am, if that makes sense, and I can just go, you know, I can take four months, three months, four months off to write a book that's probably not going to make me any money, which is, it's you get, obviously we don't do this for the money, but I can't take four months out of my life to not get anything back from it. Um, So that was quite disappointing because I I love the idea um, and the characters in it. But making that call was a bit, you know, like a bit of a gut punch, felt a bit dirty doing it because it's like, I'm not in this just for the money, but I'm in this because it's my business. Um, So that was a bit of a low light. The other one has been this Amazon ads agency that I've signed up with. Um, I've been with them about four or five months now. I don't think it's done what I expected it to do. They've made it clear what it should be doing. And I think it is doing that. However, I think my expectations maybe didn't meet reality. But I haven't right. I haven't seen anything that was better than what I was doing before. And I've already invested probably over way more on the money. Like they're, they're, they're spending my money on it. But I'm not seeing as big a return mm-hmm. as what I was expecting maybe for what I've outlaid. So I'm probably going to give it. I did say to them recently, I'll give them another three months. And then if I still don't think I'm seeing what I should be seeing, then it might be it. So like, yeah, that's yeah, we're talking a few fair few thousand pounds I've spent here to not see, um, you know, it, it's quite return. Yeah, the return. So that you know, that's been a bit of a low light because for me and maybe also cracking the US market a bit as much as I wanted to. I'm now at about twenty five percent is US, which kind of tracks with my ad spend. As well is probably twenty. So I do know if I was to maybe shift that more, which is going to be something we'll go into in our next podcast, uh, beginning of next year. What I'm going to be doing marketing wise next year, but I, I would have. I always think if I can hit the US market the way I hit the UK market, I'd be fucking laughing. Excuse my language. Um, but again, a little bit of disappointment that a few things I've tried in the US haven't maybe come off as well as I'd hoped. But things to work on, things to look at for the new year.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, something to look forward to in 2024, Rob. In fact, um, as, as we've sort of mentioned, that uh, the first podcast of that year will be us looking forward um, to what we have planned for in the order business throughout those 12 months. Um, yeah, and, and there's something about that American market as well. It's, it, I mean, it's an sure. English language, uh, vastly predominantly um, market, and it's something you and I really need to to tap into, and and it's something to, to look forward yeah. to in 2024. 2024. So yeah, I mean that that's it. That that brings us
0: to the end of this particular year, Rob. Yeah, it's been a good one. Um lots of ups, few downs, but yeah, I mean let's hope uh, 2024 is uh, just as a uh, successful for the both of us. Two Uh, so, David, um, this being the festive season and whatnot, we decided uh, not to drag somebody into the uh, seven questions hot seat. Uh, but yeah, g- give the give the people a week off. Um, we also didn't. Um, <laughs> didn't have a dull uh, a dive into the mailbag either, which is why I sang to you mm-hmm. at the beginning of the show. But what, we d- what I did <laughs> do is I did reach out to people on our Facebook group, uh, to Indie Authors, our ever-growing community. And I simply asked, what has been your biggest achievement in your Indie Author career in 2023? And I thought it'd be really good to go through some of the responses and celebrate our Indie Author community and the things that they've done over the year. So um, first up, we've got Martin Tracy, who said, uh, co-hosting a multi-author event in Birmingham. Oh, nice. I didn't get an invite to that. I live in Birmingham. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> um, get Martin on the phone. Get Martin on the show. You can grill him then. Um, yes. De- Debbie Aubrey has says, getting three of her books narrated.
1: Well done, Debbie. Yeah, nice big step forward. Big progressive step
0: forward getting those audiobooks done. Absolutely. Game changer audiobooks. They really can be. Um, Yeah. Friend of the show, P.F. Hughes, um, he put up finishing another book. Well done, Mr. Hughes. Yes. Yeah, nice huge progressive step forward again. Uh, Rob's always talking about that one. Absolutely. Uh, Julia Roebuck (laughs) said uh, four-figure income. (laughs)
1: Yes, Julia, nice. That very sounds good. sexy to me. That. Nice welcome. congratulations.
0: Uh, another friend of the show, Cheryl Wright, um, says getting my entire six-book series released within a seven-month period. Wow, Cheryl, nice rapid releasing there. Cheryl is, is very
1: wise, isn't she? She's really sort of mm. on the ball. She sees a bigger picture of her in the author career and not
0: just step by step. Yeah, well done, Cheryl. Yeah. Great work in twenty three. Absolutely. Um, Claire L. Condren has said her biggest achievement is starting and that book one is officially out. So a massive congratulations there. Yeah, huge, Claire. Well done. And yeah, keep listening to the show and and get
1: involved. We're looking for new authors as well as established authors to to feature on the show. So
0: um, please do get in touch with us. Absolutely. Uh, Connor Black has said, writing books I'm proud of and reading lots of positive reviews from total strangers, um, which is obviously really good. Um, yeah. He's also put launching his series and calling BS on the so-called 90-day cliff as he's selling better than he could have ever have expected. And he's very grateful. What a lovely message. Oh. Yeah, nice. Nice
1: positive message there, there Connor. And yeah, the 90-day the cliff, it, 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 yeah, it, it's one of those myths that sort of persists, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, my my book's been out for for over five years and it sells quite well. (laughs) Exactly. Um, uh, We've got another friend of the show here, Paddy Osborne, who says uh, he published his second novel, When Your Number's Up, and he's seen both of his books make the Amazon bestsellers lists. Um, And he's making sure that they're in the right categories. He's also completed a new feature-length screenplay and entered it into the BBC's Open Call competition oh yeah that closed in mid-December there Um, best
1: of luck with that Paddy is an absolute gentleman we've had him on the show um, has big ambitions to be a best selling novelist and screenplay writer um, akin to me so very best of luck with that Paddy
0: look forward to seeing how you get on in 2024 yeah he's a very funny man as well I will give him that Yeah, Um, yeah So people might know this author. His name's Mark Dawson. Um, he's responded no. to our question and he said that his biggest achievement is juggling a million balls and making it look effortless. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, you do make it look effortless. Yeah, I mean, yeah,
1: he's got so much going on between different series that he's writing. Um, he broke down a barrier for us in the authors in 2023 by being mm. the first independent author to be included in the um, Richard and Judy book club. So yeah, there's Mark, a leading light in the,
0: in this game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cass Lewis has said it's been a slow year for her, but it's helped refocus a bit. So that's a win. And it is a win. Once you can get your focus back yep. on track, it's a huge win. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and part of the reason we set up the podcast, actually, just to refocus every week and
1: have some sort of talk about the, the in the author business and how it can be run.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And there's a couple more left. Um, TIA award winner, Mark Wells, um, said finishing his fantasy trilogy, Cambridge Gothic, um, which obviously looks tremendous. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, absolute wordy winner of an award this year. Yeah. Uh, one of the nominees and friend of the show, Adrian Cousins, um, said, although signing books for fans of my stories at an event with three fellow authors, which he helped organize, gave him a huge buzz, he thinks passing the one million published words mark feels kind of epic. Eh, do we have the best job in the world? He thinks we do.
1: Yes, Adrian. What An absolute gentleman, Adrian. Uh, bumped into him in London there a few months back and a really – yeah, a top got a gold standard for independent authoring, uh, Adrian. So, yeah, check out all of his stuff and, and how he is progressing his career. He's definitely want to look at,
0: absolutely. And finally, the last uh, comment we had on here was from Orla Photography, um, which says, Publishing my first book, Life Threads. Um, I'm thrilled to have pushed my boundaries to bring this lifelong dream to life showcasing my writing and photography skills to the world uh, more to follow in 2024 as I continue to encourage others to see creativity in themselves and then sh- signs off with "Love what you guys do here well done so a massive thank you to all and a huge congratulations for getting your first book out in 2023 Well, that's it, David, for twenty twenty three. Um mm-hmm. I wanna say a massive thank you to um everyone obviously who's listened. Our podcast has grown beyond what I you know, could have hoped it would have done. Yeah. Um growing month on month, episode by episode. Um yeah, make sure you join our, our Facebook community. and I, I think a massive special thank you to all the guests who have appeared and given their time for the show over the year. Absolutely, yeah. I
1: mean, the, the show wouldn't be uh, so successful without the guests that we bring on. And we've had over 50 now at this stage, um, week to uh-huh. week, Rob. Uh, fantastic guests answering our seven questions and um, brilliant experts in certain fields that we've had on to to do takeover shows or to to really dig down on a main talking point for us. So thank you to everybody who's appeared, everybody who's listening. We really appreciate your support, um, and I'm to appreciate your support through 2023. And we look forward to bringing more PIA episodes, many, many
0: more in 2024. Yeah, and I guess the the last person to thank David would be you. Thank you for your time okay. over 2023. Hello. Well, I was going to say the same to you. Thank you for your time over 2020 We're just the same
1: kind of people. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, we are. We're just good people, aren't we? I think people should come, come people back next year <laughs> and hear more from us. <laughs> yes, please do. Absolutely.
1: Hey, Rob, have a great turn of the year, buddy, and thanks so much for all your support this year.
0: Cheers, man. Same to you. <laughs> Dum 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 dum